0: Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans.
1: Hello out there warriors, past and present, and your families. And Thank you for your service to our great country. Welcome to season three of Your Next Mission video podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and your host. Now, before we get started though, I wanna personally thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I'm gonna say it every week, we love them too. We have an incredible show for you today. We're going to be focusing on veterans' mental illness, and, uh, and specifically nightmares that veterans sometimes experience in combat or other traumatic events. And I'm so excited to introduce General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army retired and former 32nd Vice Chief of Staff in the Army, and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Sergeant Major.
0: Thank you for having us, Sergeant Major.
1: Well, I appreciate it too. And, and uh, before we get started though, I, I'm sure the audience wants to hear all about the, all about what we're gonna talk about uh, nightwear. But before we do that, can each one of you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? And sir, we'll start with you.
0: Well, I, I spent uh, almost 40 years in the United States Army, uh, culminating with Vice Chief of Staff of the Army, um, two tours in Iraq um, in 2004 or five and, and in 2006. Uh, And as I indicated, my last job was Vice Chief of Staff of the Army, where I got very, very interested uh, in uh, the effects of traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress. And since that time, uh, since I retired in 2012, I've been working to uh, not only fund a major research in traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress, uh, but also to help our warriors out there that are suffering the effects of TBI and PTS. Yeah,
1: I remember one time I was up in the Pentagon and, and I stopped and I was talking for a little while. We was talk about suicide prevention and ways to, to prevent that too. And, and I know we're gonna talk about that today. Grady, how about yourself? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Absolutely. I spent 15 years in Silicon Valley after graduating from college in Minnesota, where I grew up. And I spent 12 years in the video game industry Really focusing on technical advances in real-time software uh, and large-scale uh, user environments, and I have to say, when I when I learned about Nightwear, I, I fell in love with it because I saw an opportunity to take that technology, to take that cutting-edge sensor technology and software, and really apply it to an acute problem that was hiding under the surface. Nightwear was invented by a young man in Minnesota when he was a senior in college. Tyler Sklazachek, who's since gone on to get his PhD in computer science. And when I learned of his invention, I had reached out to him the next day. And seven years later, we've been able to attract people like General Corelli, General Richard Thomas, uh, Dr. Brian Robertson, some people that have dedicated their lives to uh, our country and to veteran care. And I'm just honored to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation.
1: Well, oh, thank you so much. Going to talk about uh, video games, but uh, I've I, I tried to play it with my grandkids a couple of times. I'm not very good. Sir, I know being deployed so many times and experienced combat, I, I find getting a, a good night's sleep sometimes was really rare. And considering most veterans who struggle with PTS also struggle with poor sleep quality, why aren't more people really talking about this?
0: You know, Sergeant Major, when when we start talking about the brain and things that control things like sleep, we, we enter into territory where we have to go back 100 years to understand where the research is. We just don't know a lot about the brain. And there, there are not a lot of biologically based diagnostics. Uh, and there are also not a, a lot of of, of remedies uh, that work for everyone. This particular problem uh, with nightmares uh, is, is one where, where, where there are very few Uh, I mean, what interested me in uh, nightwear is uh, it's non-invasive. You know, so many of these things uh, we prescribe for post-traumatic stress uh, are off-label prescriptions. Uh, We end up with three or four and sometimes many, many more prescriptions we're taking uh, to work a symptom. And because they're off-label, because those prescriptions came to market for some other problem, um, in some soldiers sailors airmen and marines they work Uh, in others they don't um and this is an issue um, that people need to know soldiers need to know warriors need to know that if they're having sleep issues they need to talk to their primary care provider and let them know that because there's things we could do today that we haven't been able to do uh
1: before and, and nightwear is one of those things Yeah, that's that's really funny you said, because I I know throughout my entire period of time in the military, I I was trying to a while ago. I probably only slept four to five or six hours a night and uh, over, you know, you had 40 years, but I had 36. And and uh, I just thought it was sort of normal uh, for me to do that. I mean, it was just what everybody else did. sort of follow up, though, uh, what are some of the consequences of poor quality sleep uh, and not treating sleep disorders like, uh, you know, like nightmares?
0: I think we can all relate to that when we think about it. When we don't get a lot of sleep, we yeah. aren't at our best the next day. Now, for many, many years in the military, we, we don't do ourselves any favors. Yeah. You know, when you and I were growing up in the military, it was hoo-ah to be able to say you could get along on three hours sleep. But but if you really looked at anybody um, who's gotten nine hours sleep in the last three days and see their performance levels, and we, we see this every, you know, all the time. Uh, in the field or or when deployed uh, you're not at your best when you're you're getting so little sleep and and finally the services particularly the army uh, have realized the importance of sleep i used to always make fun of the aviators having to get sleep Um, but you know what Uh, in this one that the the aviators were right we are all at our best when we get good sleep now folks with post-traumatic stress if you know many of the symptoms that show up in the daytime with post-traumatic stress are ameliorated if someone gets a good night's sleep. It, it's, it's, it's The second and third order effects of a good night's sleep are all positive. Uh, and, and that's what nightwear does. It, it allows an individual um, to control their nightmares, to not have those nightmares, um, most individuals. Uh, and it, it does so in a non-invasive way.
1: Yeah, you know, as you was talking, I was thinking about one time I was deployed over in Hornsfeld and we was going through maneuvers, and we had a a commander really, quite frankly, stayed up for about 36 hours and stuff, and and just his decision making process was was unbelievable. He wasn't making the right decisions for for nobody in the command. So as you no, know, I I fully understand that. That's for sure. Uh, Sergeant,
0: uh, if you were to, if you were to go online and find a video of me,
1: after I'd gotten
0: four hours sleep in four days of this briefing. Um, General Cavazos, uh, a great American who we lost recently. Um, it was embarrassing. Uh, I couldn't put together a complete sentence. Uh, I thought I was fine, but I wasn't fine. Yeah, we've, we've all gone through that.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, the captain I was talking about, he was, uh, there was people, there was uh, other tanks or uh, enemy forces are like 100 meters in front of us. And I kept saying, sir, can I deploy back? And, and he just went blank. You know, so so again, back to your point, uh, having a good night's sleep. So, I, and I really never, again, I never thought about it when I was on active duty. Again, I I thought it was just it was just normal for me to sleep five or six hours. The other thing, which is interesting too, is is the fact that we fly overseas and then we come back, and we fly overseas and then we come back, and we're in those different time zones. I guess that has a a big disruption with your sleep too. That's for sure. For a while, and I never took anything to to get me online. I sort of adjusted, and it normally took. Uh, probably about two weeks for me to to start to have a good night's sleep anyway so hey hey Grady I understand that the, the development of a the digital therapy system called nightwear to help veterans and others with nightmares can you tell us about the the new technology
2: absolutely and to uh, add on to what you both were re- referring to even among healthy sleepers getting less sleep is difficult but when you're talking about people that are dealing with hypervigilance where they have a higher sense of post-traumatic stress, that sleep, that lack of sleep, and then additionally waking up to the worst experience of their life in many cases, or some allegory of a trauma that happened to them, it it just sets their whole day off on the wrong direction. And so what nightwear does is it measures the fight or flight response to a person's nightmares. And so uh, over time, someone's sleep patterns are largely consistent But when somebody has a nightmare as as a result of a trauma, especially, there is a strong signature in regards to their heart rate and their movement that the Nightwear AI package picks up on and then intervenes using vibrotactile feedback, buzzing a wrist-worn device to arouse the patient out of the nightmare without waking them. And so the high-level idea is Nightwear utilizes the operating procedure of a service dog. So service dogs for people with post-traumatic stress are trained to wake their masters out of their sleep when they're having a nightmare, because if you complete your nightmare, your cortisol levels are heightened, you inevitably wake up, and then it's very difficult to get back to sleep. And so what Nightwear is doing is creating what's called a microarousal, an intervention of less than three seconds to arouse the patient out of the nightmare without waking them. That's when it's working optimally. Now, occasionally, a nightmare will be so strong that nightmare will have to continue to intervene until the person is woken up. But when they're woken up before their nightmare has completed, they're much more readily able to fall back asleep.
1: Yeah, I, 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 this, this is something that uh, I wasn't going to ask. Can can you have a nightmare and not know that you're having a nightmare? Does that make sense? I mean, could you have something that's uh, just that a that can a happen?
2: Absolutely and 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 again when we're talking about people who are the best fit for nightwear it's not necessarily those folks that are having nightmares and not really remembering it. it's folks that are having a strong fight or flight response to their nightmares so they're waking up sweating they're waking up their heart is racing they're distressed those are the people that are going to respond the best to nightwear so it's not necessarily true that everyone who's having frequent nightmares and that's defined as people having once a week or more, in some cases people are having many more nightmares, uh, up to 10 or 15 a night or even more. And they're having a strong fight or flight response to those nightmares. Those are the people for whom nightwear is the best fit.
1: Yeah, General Corelli, you can identify with this. I was on a bustle rack sleeping on uh, duffel bags and uh, all of a sudden i sit up and, and I hear this loud noise. And this was back in Vietnam. And I hear this loud noise. I don't know what it is. And, and all of a sudden somebody hits me. And uh, I looked at the guy, I said, man, what was that? He said, it was you. I was screaming. And I didn't realize I was screaming. That's why I asked you, could you have one and not know that you're, that you're having a nightmare? Uh, what's the history behind that development, uh, Grady? What's the history behind uh, you know, the development of nightmare? Of,
2: of course. Uh, so Tyler Sklozachek's father, Patrick, served in the army in Iraq and he returned from Iraq with pts and nightmare disorder and he was having difficulty getting a service connected disability designation at the va because he would go in to get a one night sleep study and his nightmares wouldn't show up and so tyler's first idea was to collect data about his father's nightmares so that he could get uh, he could present that evidence to the va so they could have a more complete picture of his sleep And then when Tyler had that idea for the intervention, that's when things really took off. And that's when he was able to use it successfully on his father. And that's when I learned about him. And that's when I reached out to him. And that was back in September 2015 that he invented Nightwear. And so since then, we've made the decision to be an evidence-based company to run clinical trials and to provide evidence to prescribers and to regulatory bodies. So nightwear has a breakthrough device designation from the FDA. We have FDA clearance, and we just had our first published data in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine. And so there are plenty of opportunities for people to learn more about nightwear, but that genesis was a young man helping his father.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have two questions here for you. How common or persistent of nightmares and, and who is most likely to experience them?
0: Well, anybody who goes through a traumatic event uh, liable to experience uh, nightmares. And, and that is what drove me um, to, um, to work with, with Nightwear to, to help folks uh, with nightmares. You know, when I was Vice Chief of Staff of the Army uh, for the last four years, I was asked to work to, to try to uh, alleviate and, and get down the, to zero the Army suicide rate. Uh, we'd seen our suicide rate double in a 10 year period to 2008 really less than a 10 year period um, to where it it was greater than the civilian population Uh, and we were able to do as you remember uh, investigations after every single suicide and and it was um, always troubling to me um, that that many many of the individuals uh, who committed suicide we found out um, from their partners or spouses that they had been experiencing nightmares Um, Now, Nightware will never claim um, that it can stop suicide, but I believe uh, that the fact that it controls nightmares and allows an individual to get a good night's sleep who has suffered a traumatic event and has these horrible nightmares, that they're able to use this device rather than what some soldiers do, and and that's self-medicate. They either use drugs or alcohol um, to, to try to put themselves to sleep so to speak um so they won't have those nightmares um so the fact that it's non-invasive uh the fact that it's a watch that you put on your wrist uh and uh the, the fact that quite frankly uh, from it usually works on an individual within 3 days after starting to use it we're able to con- they are a- able to collect the data uh and intervene on the fourth or fifth night after an individual starts um, using the device. Um, I'm really excited about it because I, I think for many, it, it, it's it's going to be a huge help.
1: Yeah. You, you know, I, at one time somebody was talking to me, they said that the one in one out of five people in the military have some form of post-traumatic stress. Is that number still pretty accurate or do you know? I don't know if you know or not.
0: You know, I don't think anybody knows for sure, uh, but I've seen numbers as high as 20 percent of those coming uh, out of Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, because so many of our soldiers uh, who came in just after 2000, uh, when you think about it, uh, they, they were fighting in wars for 20 years. Um, I used to be, I, I used to think that um, the two deployments I had were a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm a rookie uh, compared to some of these youngsters uh, who came in it just after 2000 uh, and have been on constant uh, overseas combat deployments uh, for 20 years.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a real issue. Yeah, one last question for me. The, the, the other thing I, I think about sometimes, you know, we, we, we're really working hard on what we're doing now for the current force. Uh, but as I get older, I think more about the, the kind of things that i seen when I was younger. You know, I was, this is was back in Vietnam. I remember stepping over bodies and stuff. And so now as I get a little bit old, I'm thinking about that even a lot more now than I did then. I get that it probably bothers me a little bit more. Is that, you think that's normal too, I guess?
0: I think it's I think it's totally normal
1: yeah
0: uh, I think those things do get ingrained in our brains and we cause we it, they cause us to pause and reflect uh, as we get older and have more experience and, and 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 that's what we see with with folks with post-traumatic stress um you know I drop the d um I don't call it post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. I call it post-traumatic stress uh, because I think it's it's unfair uh, to look at something, somebody who is experienced uh, the things that many uh, of our service members have experienced on these these combat deployments, and tell them they have a disorder uh, because they have issues with nightmares and and, and other symptoms of post traumatic stress.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I think about too is sometimes is is I, I for me, and I'm just talking about me, is I think uh, there's a block in my brain. You know, I, I know I've seen things. But I don't but I don't see them. You know, I know I was there and all the things that had occurred. But but I sort of block it out, too. I sort I, I don't know if it's just a block for your brain or or that occurs to everybody. I don't know. But but I you know, I, I always think about Vietnam. I was in Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. I was uh, actually stepped over bodies where they napalmed them and there's bodies laying everywhere. And I and I know it was sin. I know I was there and I was looking at it. But but I I now can't see that. You know what I mean? I I can't visualize that anyway. Again, getting a little bit older. Maybe maybe I maybe in war, you just have a block and you try to cut all that stuff out of your out of your brain there a little bit, if that even makes sense. I don't know. No, I I
0: I think I think you're right. But the mere fact that you can describe that to me means that it resides somewhere in your brain and it appears in a nightmare. uh, You know, that, that, that can be have serious consequences for folks yeah. and cause them to do things. The yeah. thing that always uh, bothered me about suicide is suicide is such an impulsive event. It's such an impulsive event when somebody decides that they're going to go ahead uh, and take their own life. Um, and uh, again, nightwear can't claim to, to stop suicide. But I happen to believe that if we can put soldiers on a road uh, to, to getting a better night's sleep. Uh, that many of the other symptoms associated with post-traumatic stress, if we can end those nightmares, if we can do it non-invasively, many of those other symptoms of post-traumatic stress that in the daytime when you're awake um, cause problems in your life, they may not go away, but they'll be ameliorated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're so right, sir, Grady. I, th- I think this is a great discussion. We're talking with General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army, retired, and and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear, about nightmares and that many veterans experience it. And if you're watching your next mission video podcast with me, your host, Jack Altilli, 12th Sergeant Major Army, don't forget, if you enjoyed this discussion, I know that you are, this is the discussion that uh, helps our veteran community. You know, there's a lot of, people I read something the other day where uh, there was a, a young soldier that, that hadn't got a good sleep in 10 years. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that suffer. Remember, there's people out here that, uh, that want to assist you any way that you can. Again, please, if you, if you like this discussion, click on that subscribe button there below because we want to assist you in, in any way we can. Uh, Grady, I, I wanted to get into how a person knows when their, their nightmares are, are serious enough uh, that they should seek you know, some kind of medical help or medical care, I guess.
2: Uh, thank you, Sergeant Major. Uh, it's, in, it's important to realize that every mental health condition is self-reported. So when you think of having anxiety versus having anxiety disorder, the point is that in having nightmares, the difference between having an occasional nightmare and having nightmare disorder is, is it disrupting your daily life? Yeah. Is it disruptive to you? Is it disruptive, for instance, to your bed partner? Is it is it persistent and invasive enough that it's affecting your ability to function. And service members and veterans are trained to be self-reliant. And when we think of mental health and and doing something about your mental health, many times it involves uh, prescriptions, which most people want to avoid if they can. And what's so brilliant about about Nightwear and its treatment for nightmare disorder is that you can go in and seek help from your provider and get something non-invasive that has virtually no side effects. And so when we think about people consulting their providers about nightmare disorder, there are some startling statistics. There was a study done in the military that 60% of people with nightmare disorder never disclose it to their healthcare provider, to any healthcare provider. And two thirds of people with nightmare disorder think that there's no way to treat it. And so in... Consulting with people's healthcare provider, they may not be a great fit for nightwear because for instance, you have to have a strong fight or flight response to your nightmare for nightwear to be most effective. But at least learning more and trying to find that way to get a handle on your nightmares is always beneficial. Because when people have post-traumatic stress, as General Corelli pointed out, Your sleep should be a place where you're able to process those things, where you're able to take short-term memory and move it to long-term memory. But when people have nightmare disorder, that trauma is reinforced. It's as if this this gift that we have to be able to use sleep to process our day's events is short-circuited, and the nightmares become an invasive part of people's lives, and it's how they start their day. They start their day remembering a trauma that happened to them. And night, if nightwear can help people with that, that's a big benefit.
1: Yeah, you, you know, great as you was talking, I was thinking about most leaders, uh, whether or not it's a sergeant first class or a staff sergeant or, a, or a general officer or whatever, uh, they don't want to. Uh, sometimes they don't want to tell anybody they have a problem. Uh, they don't have a chink in their armor. You know, they don't want to say, hey, I don't want to go to the doctor and say anything. So I think that's it's a it's a culture that we have to change within the military because we've always been like that. You know, I want to say, you know, if I'm a leader in charge of something, I don't want to tell anybody I got a problem Uh, because people they think the perception is they'll look at you a little bit differently. And but that's not true. Uh, But I think that's the perception of a lot of people. Sir, you want to add anything to that? No, I totally agree
0: with you. We we, you know, trying to get individuals uh, to admit that that they have these issues and seek seek appropriate help for it. I I think Grady makes a great point. Nightwear is not gonna help every single person and their nightmares. However, when you talk to your provider, your provider can either prescribe nightwear or something else, because we're making strides in in understanding the brain. We still aren't where we need to be. There's a lot more research that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I think we've gone a long way in the military of reducing that stigma. We still have a long way to go yeah. to get leaders to admit uh, and go to that provider uh, and let them know that uh, these are the things I'm struggling with. Can you help me? Uh, and that taking that first step is hard for many, uh, But it's a step that uh, we've just got to get them to take. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's so critical. Yeah, it's, it's again. As you get a little bit older, you're more after, uh more able to probably step forward a little bit. The uh, I've had, and I think I told you before, but but I've had post-traumatic stress for I don't know 50 years or something like that. And and certain words that I say, I'll tear up, and I know I got to change the subject real quick. It's not that I'm I'm crying. it's just that it's hard to get through those words. So it's it's a lot of people that have issues that uh, I think I think my issues though. I think I was. Uh, you know, that was when I, at the beginning of my service in the military, you know, basic training, uh, jump school, Vietnam, and post-traumatic stress came out of that because I was overran, 20 wounded and 7 killed. So that's lived with me forever, but I think as I get a little bit older, I'm able to deal with it, and I know when it's coming on, so I'll just, again, change the subject and, or do something else. Hey, Grady, please tell us how nightwear works and, and how quickly a patient really can experience, you know, some results.
2: Right so the key to Nightwear is that it's non-invasive and it works quickly. And so Nightwear you wear a wrist worn device we actually used a provisioned Apple Watch so an Apple Watch and an iPhone that are provisioned to run only Nightwear. You can't run anything else on it. You can connect to the internet and utilize Nightwear. You can connect to Wi-Fi so that you can upload your your Nightwear data but you can't browse, you can't text. It's it's to run only Nightwear. And then what it does is it utilizes the heart rate monitor, the gyroscope and the accelerometer to measure someone's heart rate and movement, utilizing our AI algorithms that then can predict that then can that then can detect when someone is likely having a nightmare. And it intervenes by buzzing the watch at increasing duration to arouse the patient from the nightmare without waking them.
1: Yeah.
2: And so when people start getting their sleep, we, we see a profound impact on their mental health as well as their physical well-being. People that are now able to exercise again and do some of those really gifts that we have as humans to keep ourselves healthy and happy that have to be sidelined when you're not getting your sleep.
1: Yeah, uh, Grady, the other day I asked you is that, now I have an Apple Watch, I love my Apple Watch, but it's a specific Apple Watch that just works with night wear, correct? It, you can't use, anybody that's got an Apple Watch can't use their, yeah.
2: Exactly, due to our commitment to FDA quality assurance and quality management, we have to guarantee that Nightwear will behave the same way every time and provide the intervention every time. So you can really conceive of, a, as we provision the, the Apple devices, they become in a way custom hardware. And so that's what we're able to utilize those devices to provide a specific treatment. Whereas people's personal devices we don't have any insight or control over what how people are using those. When people are using devices during the day, they tend to charge them at night. Yeah. And so it's much cleaner and more effective to have a devoted device that sits on your nightstand just like you would a CPAP or something of that nature.
1: Yeah, can, can you monitor that device? Is there a system that monitors the device? How many nightmares I have a night or something? Is, is there something that monitors that device or there?
2: Yes, that's, that's why we, enable patients to connect to their Wi-Fi, is that data is uploaded and we provide a backend portal so that healthcare providers and doctors can see that patient's sleep data. And then we also provide information to the patients themselves because when nightwear is working perfectly, people don't realize it's working because they're just staying asleep and they're not remembering their nightmares. Yeah. And so we wanna let them know, hey, here's how much you're sleeping, Here's when the interventions have happened, so that people can we can have that feedback loop, so that people can understand that nightwear is playing a role in them getting better sleep.
1: Yeah, sir, who is using nightwear currently, and, and how is it working for them? Well, I
0: think we have over 400 prescriptions of uh, of nightwear. It it, it is approved uh, by Tricare for active uh, duty duty service members, um, and we're seeing an increase in prescriptions every single year. We hope soon. To have fda clearance and be covered by the f or correction f, we have fda we, we hope to be uh va covered and get coverage from the va um that'll be a, a big breakthrough uh and, and the recent um uh, published uh, article in the journal of sleep medicine uh, of our data uh, along with uh, the increase in prescriptions uh, we see uh, with active component service members i hope is going to move the va very very soon um to um a- approving uh nightwear uh, and, and covering it you know i, I might add one other thing uh, uh, sergeant major that i, I think is absolutely uh, essential when grady first called me and asked me to do this and believe me uh, i get four or five calls a week of people who've got devices that that, that they think are going to help with some issue that a soldiers happen The very first thing i asked him was what's your plan to get fda approval Um, and i expected him to say well we really don't have one but instead he said we're going to have it by the end of the month wow that's one of the reasons i'm I'm calling you i kind of snickered at that and sure enough he received fda um, breakthrough approval um, within that month uh, and we were on our way with nine. to me that's absolutely critical And soldiers are asking me all the time, I've got an Apple Watch, can I download the app and use it? Yeah. The FDA just doesn't allow that, okay? They don't allow it to be running with all those other apps because they they don't know what the impact is gonna be. Um, So this is specially provisioned as he said, but the key to that um, is FDA approval, which I, I feel is absolutely essential.
1: One of the things, uh, one of the things that always bothers me is, is is how we market, how do we get the word out? I know that's one of the concerns that you have. I mean, it takes us so long. You told me something the other day about if we develop a, a new prosthetic or something, it takes you like sixteen or seventeen years for people to understand. How are you going through? And this is a question for both of you. Well, sir, we'll start with you. How how, do we, how are we marketing? How are we getting the word out to the veterans about the, about Nightwear?
0: Well, you're going to be a big help in doing that. I, I'm working with VSOs all over the country giving them updates as we uh, continue this nightwear journey, letting them know that it's available out there, that there is something that can help those who are suffering from nightmares. But you just gotta work it as hard as you possibly can. Uh, Apple just did a fantastic article where they talked about nightwear and um, what the Apple Watch, which they're very, very proud of, uh, has been able to uh, facilitate uh, with the use of nightwear. Um, so it, it, it is a struggle. Uh, but you use um, shows like yours uh, and any other opportunity we have to talk about it. And and you're right. You know, if you developed a new prosthetic that was cheaper or not prosthetic or hip replacement that was cheaper, uh, less time in the hospital, lasted longer, uh, and a shorter recovery period, um, journal article after journal article shows it would take 16 years wow. before that is generally accepted and used by every student. Orthopedic surgeon who's replacing hip joints uh, in the United States.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable! It's 17 years in Great Britain, so <laughs> we got one. There you go, Grady. You want to add anything to that?
2: Uh, the advocacy and the commitment of veteran service organizations. The fact that veterans stick together. They have uh, excellent networks. Uh, word of mouth is extremely important because um, people want to hear from somebody that they trust. And so having somebody with the credibility of General Corelli and uh, General Thomas, uh, them able to see all of the data, all of the experiences, talk with the providers and, and prescribers, and really have that entire picture, and then be able to convey to the people with whom they've developed trust over years and decades is a, is a huge difference. And then additionally, uh, social media and, uh, and, and things like your program are absolutely part of that process. So we're, we're so thankful to be on today.
1: Yeah, I know you hit it right on the head with the, about trust. If they trust you and they have confidence in you, uh, they're gonna look at that program. We're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna talk about this. I hope you're enjoying the, the discussion, Dave. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, and you're watching your next mission video podcast.
3: You're watching your next mission, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilley. Welcome back, we're blessed to be here
1: today with General Peter Corelli, U.S. Army retired, and Grady Hanna, CEO of Nightwear. And I want all of our viewers to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition out of your military. Tell us what topics you'd like us to cover. You know, I always tell people it's, it's not my show, it's our show. So tell us what you, uh, you want us to talk about. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournextmission.org. Sir uh, and Grady, we're, we're heading into our final segment with you today and I hope you've enjoyed it uh, just as much as I have. I, I've really enjoyed this discussion because it relates to a, an old guy like me. I just have a couple more questions. Sir, this is, this has been uh, really a fantastic discussion. We've, we've dedicated season two to, to, and I know we've already talked about this, about uh, suicide prevention, but we have dedicated our season two to veterans mental health in an effort to uh, help veterans that are that are contemplating suicide. And, and I'd really just like to address that just a little bit more. I, I, uh, I'm i not gonna mention his name, but I had a good friend that uh, that I worked with and I was a division sergeant major. He got to be a senior non-commissioned officer in the Army here, and about a, a year ago now, uh, I got the word that uh, he let his, his wife went shopping, he's let his uh, his dog out in the backyard, and went down to uh, the woods around his house and committed suicide. And that's, that's one of the issues that uh, that I really just just bothers me a great deal. Uh, do, you, do you think do uh, you think there's any chance that uh, that this could reduce suicide? I mean, if it could, it it just would certainly be huge, uh, you know. And, and it's I guess the other question is 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 there any research that support that uh, that it could prevent suicide, sir? Well, we're trying,
0: uh, and uh, we have a real good opportunity, we think, to be able to to do some of that research that you're talking about, but. Uh, there hasn't been any done uh, yet, but we're hoping uh, in the new, near future to be able to kick off a study uh, that w- would look at the impact of nightwear uh, in reducing surf- su- suicides. You know, Sergeant Major, four years of studying suicide taught me a heck of a lot. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why people take their lives. We've got over-medication issues um, where we just don't know that much about the brain. We provide individuals uh, all these uh, drugs that they take, like I indicated are off-label prescriptions there's no drug that has come to market specifically to treat post-traumatic stress every drug every prescription we give to a soldier is something that came to market and was proved by, by the fda for some other problem somebody had yeah. a problem maybe one of the symptoms we see a suicide and some for some folks that can help them nightwear can cannot and will not make a claim that it is it, it, it can reduce suicide uh, I because the research hasn't been completed but at the same time I believe if you can give people a good night's sleep if you can take away the nightmares, um, you have a real real good chance of improving some of the other symptoms of post-traumatic stress that take place in the daytime and when you reduce those symptoms uh, I've got to believe um, the the suicide rates that that we're seeing today um, will go down. Now, Sergeant Major, the the problem with what you said is you have a friend that committed suicide. I don't think you can talk to anybody who served um, for either a short period of time or a long period of time in in the combat environments uh, that we were in that doesn't know a good friend that committed suicide. And that is the tragedy. And we've got to look at all the factors uh, that are causing that, and do everything we can uh, to help uh, our great Americans uh, get better.
1: Yeah, I think the other problem is, and and this may have been something I told you years ago in the Pentagon. I think we just don't talk to each other enough. Uh, we don't we we look at the iPhone versus anything else, and we we text, but we don't communicate as much as we as we used to do probably years ago. And I think that's that's one of the downfalls. And the other thing is is uh, is people do again, people don't want to talk about the stresses that they have. They want to just sort of keep it to themselves. And And again, we got to change the culture about being more open, talking a little bit more. I, again, talking about me, because that's the only thing I can really relate to. I think that one thing that helped me in my lifetime, because I knew I had issues years ago, is, is that I, I, I just became talkative, I guess. And I wanted to talk and I wanted, and I wanted to be active. I didn't want to sit in one spot and I want to do as much as I could. And it just helped me a great deal, just sort of working out. I think the people that that struggle sometimes are the ones that just sit down and don't do anything. They just sit down and they worry about the things and the stress they have in life. So, is there any other any other insights that come from your research? Anything else you found in the research of all this stuff on the, on the nightmares or?
0: No, I you know I just I, I have to reiterate uh, the the thing that uh, has always impressed me about night. <clears throat> Nightwear is uh, number one. It's not invasive. Um, those people that are suffering from post-traumatic stress don't want another pill if they can avoid it. Uh, number two, it's got it's got FDA approval. Um, I think that's absolutely essential. Number three, there's a whole bunch of um, devices out there that collect a heck of a lot of data. You know, in your Apple Watch, it'll tell you how many steps um, you're doing every day, but that it it doesn't really tell you what to do with that number that you get yeah yeah what's, what's wonderful about nightwear is night c- collects the data what's going on in your body during sleep and it does something with that data and does something about it yeah and that's the difference that's the difference with so many of the other devices that are out there that collect a whole bunch of data throw it at us and it's kind of up to us to decide what to do with that data do I need to go on a diet do I need to do more steps you know uh, is my heart rate too high? You know, do I have to go to a doctor to see a cardiologist? You know, all those kinds of things. What Nightwear does is it collects that data and does something with that data. And that to me is absolutely critical. Wow.
1: I agree. I have two questions for you. How can a vet, how can veterans and, and active duty service members get Nightwear?
2: Uh, thank you, Sergeant Major. So currently Nightwear has insurance coverage through TRICARE and we're working with the VA to receive insurance coverage through the VA. Semper Fi has been a fantastic partner to this point where if someone is suffering from nightmare disorder and their nightmare disorder is service connected, uh, Semper Fi has purchased devices for approximately 10 veterans at this point. But the real, the real step is for us to get VA coverage and we feel like we're close with that, um, but advocacy, is, and ever vigilance is important to be able to move these types of, of processes forward.
1: Uh, the other question I have for you is is, and uh, where can veterans get more information about nightwear and, and how to seek help for nightmares?
2: Exactly. So reaching out to us at info at com is an excellent way to do that. And we've got, um, supporting literature on our website, nightwear.com, where folks can learn more. And we want to help people along in their process because many people, they don't know what they don't know. They might not even realize that this is treatable. And I'd like to add something, if that's OK. Sure. Uh, you know, suicidality, suicidality, and when people are on the brink of suicide, is obviously a critical and time sensitive situation. But nightmare disorder affects all kinds of quality of life issues, all kinds of knock on issues. And the sad reality is that most of these folks that are dealing with nightmare disorder, the most socially acceptable way for them to deal with their nightmares is to drink themselves to sleep so that they pass out. And that's just, that's not right. That's not what folks should have to be, uh, uh, set to, you know, if you want to go out and have a drink to celebrate with your friends, or, or have an experience with the people you love. That's one thing, but to have to self-medicate in order to deal with something uh, this invasive, there's a better way. And so as, as our chief medical officer, uh, Brian Robertson puts it, who he retired a, a colonel in the army and he was the chief of sleep medicine at Walter Reed. He said the ways that nightmare disorder had been dealt with previously is you can change people's brain chemistry You can utilize cognitive behavioral therapy, which has shown effectiveness, but it's very high interaction. It's very difficult for people to fit in with their lives. And now nightwear is really a new paradigm of sleep care. It's a way to non-invasively interrupt these nightmares before they occur or just as they're occurring. And that's a way that folks can continue on with their lives uh, and just have a better quality of life. And so, uh, along any stage that someone is dealing with nightmare disorder if they're having that strong fight or flight response we believe we can help them and to be able to get the word out on your next mission has has been a real privilege thank you so much
1: yeah well uh, thank you so much and thank you for uh, what both of you are doing this is unbelievable stuff and and for the people that are listening today I just want to tell you real quick here is that uh don't think you're alone. There's always somebody out there that can help you. And if you're having problems sleeping or, or you're having nightmares, it seems to me this is a, a good system to check into. Uh, Cause you know, if you need help, we wanna help you, that's for sure. Any final thoughts, anything you wanna share with the audience? Uh, sir, we'll start with you. Anything you wanna, maybe we missed or wanna cover?
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I talked a lot about the brain and what we don't know about the brain, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and tell you right now that there's a couple of things we do know and we know with certainty. If you're self-medicating okay with either drugs or alcohol because you've got sleep issues and nightmares might be one of those sleep issues. You need help. You need help. And as Grady said, there are lots of ways you can be helped. If this program does anything, anything at all, I hope it will get those that are suffering from those issues uh, in to see their provider and get the help that they need. Uh, because if, if if you're doing that, you you've got problems that uh, need to be fixed uh, and your healthcare provider can help you um, with nightwear or some other um, ability to help people who have these issues. And, and I think that's that is something we can state with certainty. Yeah. Thank you, sir.
1: Great to go. How about yourself? you Anything else you want to add there? Any final thoughts?
2: Well, just, just overall, uh, the VA and the government is trying to do what they can to help people that are dealing with post-traumatic stress. It is a very difficult condition to treat with a lot of different vectors that you have to account for. Many of them are very difficult to modify. And so in the case of nightmare, the nightmare disorder may not be the only symptom that somebody is dealing with and the only issue they're having in their lives but it's modifiable without adding additional side effects. And I wanna say personally, it's a privilege to be able to work with General Corelli and other people that have dedicated themselves to defending our country. I didn't serve. I thoroughly enjoy meeting with, with the veterans and soldiers because these are people that care deeply about those that they served with and care deeply about our country and to be able to do something to help them in a material way for them to be able to live uh, better lives with their families and loved ones is a, is a true privilege. And the tragedies that I hear that people have gone through are, are staggering.
1: Yeah, so, sometimes it's, it's uh, I guess it's sometimes hard for people to understand uh, about post-traumatic stress or about being in the military, unless you've been in the military uh and it's it's hard to understand and it's hard for people to probably understand the issues the other thing you just said is uh you know i've been around general corelli i guess for quite a few years and and i can tell you that and all the people i know know that he cares about taking care of uh, veterans and families And, and i guess i'll go back to what i said before i remember the time again in the pentagon where you stopped me and and talked about suicide prevention you know, he didn't have to stop me. He didn't have to ask that question, but you could tell just by listening to that discussion about how much he really wanted to, to make a difference and help the lives or save the lives of, of some of our veterans and families. So I, I just want to personally thank both of you what you're doing and we'll help you any way we can. And uh, we appreciate uh, all you do and all you continue to do for our veterans and families. Thank you very much, Sergeant
2: Major. All right. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Thank
1: you, sir. Thanks to General Corelli and, and Grady Hanna for being with us today. I'm Jack Altilli, 12th Sergeant Major Army, and you've been watching Your Next Mission video podcast, and thank you for for watching today. This is a, a great discussion about some issues that you know sometimes we want to put off to the side, but, but we know they're there, and we just need to go head at them and, and try to fix them as much as we can. Please visit our website on yournextmission.org and leave me a review. I always say I hope it's a, a good review, but if it's a bad one, I guess I can take that too. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. And please visit our corporate partners there and see all the, the jobs that are available. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. I'm going to say that twice. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. I've said it before, this is not my, this is our show, and we want to help you any way we can. I NEVER THOUGHT I'D SAY THIS, BUT PLEASE FOLLOW ME ON MY SOCIAL MEDIA CHANNELS, FACEBOOK, TWITTER, INSTAGRAM, YOUTUBE, AND and LINKEDIN. AND IF YOU'VE ENJOYED THIS DISCUSSION WITH GENERAL CORELLI and, AND GRADY, PLEASE LIKE US. CLICK ON THAT SUBSCRIBE BUTTON. DON'T FORGET, WE WANT TO HEAR FROM YOU. PLEASE LEAVE ME A MESSAGE OR SEND ME A TEXT AT 844-424-1134 OR SEND ME AN EMAIL AT uh, Tilly AT YOURNEXTMISSION.ORG. THANKS AGAIN TO GENERAL CORELLI AND GRADY Hanna FOR for joining us today. It was just absolutely great or wonderful having him on the show. And, and this is a part of the show that uh, I always like to give my final thoughts. And, and I was listening to the general and Grady talked today, and, and I really, you know, I guess I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the kind of things that, that I know I lived through throughout my military career, not sleeping uh, three to four hours or five hours a night, having post-traumatic stress, and, uh, and really not knowing how to deal with those kind of things. But just being a soldier and doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and just keep moving. Remember, there's people out there that, that love you, that want to help you, that want to do all they can to, have, to make sure that you have a better life. You know, so don't never think that you're alone. Again, thanks to, thanks for watching and thanks to Cloudcast Media, New Mind Studios, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. Hooah!
0: You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.